Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Stories brought to you by Kiosk M1C. Kiosk M1C is the voice of Lower Stable Street and has curated all shops, events and exhibitions on Lower Stable Street since Coldrop Shard first opened back in 2018. Their mission has been to support new businesses and provide an environment in which they can thrive and grow. I'm Maria Handelon and in each episode I'll be finding out the real stories of how these businesses have developed and how the community has helped shape their journey. In episode 14, I chat to Tatsuo, the director at Beams & Co. Beams & Co is a creative agency and a collective and in this episode we chat about the amazing projects they've worked on, their connection to Lower Stable Street and lessons learnt along the way. So grab a cup of tea and get inspired with this one. Here's episode 14 with Beams & Co. So could you introduce yourself and tell me your role at Beams & Co? Um, my name is Tatsuo, like, uh, I'm working for like Beams & Co., uh, which is a small kind of like a creative agency, but uh, um, it's really difficult to define what we do. So like, uh, I call it myself like a cultural director. So like, uh, we work in a project which is um, has a little bit like association with the cultures of cultures in uh, like um, contents creations to like event production, basically. Yeah, and. Let's start at the very beginning then. So how did your journey into Beams & Co. first begin? What was your background before that? Um, so I was uh, um, working in the magazines in here for quite a while, maybe like uh, five or six years. I met somebody from Beams, which is uh, one of the um, kind of well-known like uh, retailers. They're pushing quite a lot like lifestyles, fashion, menswear and women's wear started in 1976. So it's a family-run company. And I met them in a gallery in Islington by chance. And then uh, I was back then working in a publishing industry, but also like on the weekend I was working in a gallery. And then um, they really, um, they got, all of a sudden came into like in the galleries and then they liked like, uh, what we were showing so, like, uh, they ask us to work together. And then, um, well, the contract, like, in you know, the last for, like, in a negotiation for about a year. And then, then they told me, like, you seem to be interested in the clothing. So, why don't you help us in uh, working in a fashion? So, like, uh, since then, I've been, I kind of, I worked with them for 10 years. Mainly, like, menswear fashion buying. And then, um, before COVID, I think, 2018, um, the president of the company, the Beams, they basically invested um, into a company. We formalized a company. That's how kind of like it came about. That's so cool. And had you done fashion stuff before? Uh, I was working in a fashion ma- like magazines. So, but it's just mainly like editorials. So like uh, it's not buying, but yeah. uh, I pretty much uh, interested in. Uh, um, what's happening in uh, London, Paris, Milan. So very much aware, but it's obviously, or the buying side of it, it just came on the job. So like uh, I learned all the trades and tricks and all terminology on the job itself. So like um, I was really, yeah, I didn't have any knowledge about it, but uh, I guess, yeah, I was really interested. So You had the passion for it? Yeah, definitely. I think I, I could see it kind of like uh, what I used to do in the magazines. It's kind of like a very much in the similar area of like a what, like a boutique or like a 
retailers do. So like uh, it's a little bit extension of what you do anyway. You cover some certain designers. It's just like uh, an extension of that. Like you just ended up buying clothes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And you've worked with some fashion companies. I know Uniqlo and that was for their Lifewear magazine. So could you talk to me a little bit about that project and how that came about? So I guess uh, I've been living here for like... Uh, quite a long time now like over 15 years you and realize then, uh, that we're neighbors basically oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely definitely Pistol <laughs> <laughs> and then um the i done over the years like all the editorials anyway like writing articles i, I again like uh, it's a such a small um community in a way so i was in uh kind of fashion circuit like uh, fashion week or whatever and then i came across like a couple of editors from japan I start like you know, writing us like uh, doing an interview, then doing a feature for those publications, and then um, ever since like I've been doing that for like quite a long time. So I guess um, that kind of led to the team in Uniqlo, and then uh, when they start like doing the Uniqlo magazines, um, customer-facing publications, so they kind of approach us and then say, "Can you work on it?" So like. Uh, Ever since, like I've been working with them quite closely. Mainly, um, they have a theme, and then uh, we come up with ideas. We cast the people. We do like a you know, production for that as well. So it seems like at Beams and Co, you do quite a few different things on the project. So, like you said, the casting and then the fashion. So, how does it work when they approach you? Do you just say you can cover this, this, and this, or how does the sort of process work to get to that end point of those finished photos well usually a quite loose like a brief coming from the clients anyway so like uh, i have a theme like uh, running for this issue or like uh, for that project and then um so like uh, what do you think so like we come up with an idea and say like let's do this let's do that so like uh, cast this kind of persons uh fit it for like uh, each like a brief so yeah, it's pretty much like an open brief anyway. So it's more like a collaborative, like a sort of like a process. So it's not usually clients come to us and say, can you do this and do that specifically? But uh, they, they obviously can have like a really underlining sort of like a theme, but uh, it's pretty much open brief. So like uh, we can put our thought and then um, ideas into a feedback and then try to make that happen basically. That's so cool. And another collaboration, Slim Fashion, that you did was with Oliver Sim from the XX. Oh, yeah. And you did the collaboration with, obviously, Beams. So you made these lovely T-shirts. Was it for his tour or for his latest So release? initially, um, I forgot, but uh, somebody I knew from the record label got in touch and said, um, put me in touch with the manager for uh, the band, the XX. And then... Um, they were touring in Japan anyway, and then, um, or they were really killing it everywhere, but a few, some Asian countries. And then, uh, so they thought, like, uh, maybe, like, uh, you know, traditional way of, like, uh, promoting a band is not going to cut it. So maybe, like, through a fashion or a different lens, maybe, like, a able to, like, you know, penetrate the market really well and then kind of, like, uh, talk to, like, an you know, audience um, directly so that's why we kind of like start like you know, talking with them so like a first collaboration we did was for XX actually uh, for their tour that they were doing for one of the big like Japanese like music festivals 
Then, I think a few years later, or like one or two years later, um, manager um, um, got in touch and said, like, um, everybody doing their personal project. The Oliver is like uh, dropping a new album. So like, uh, they kind of like asked whether we can do something together again. So that's kind of how all came out. Yeah. That is so cool. It's such a cool project. <laughs> and then the third one, I'm just picking out the ones that really caught my eye. The third one was Popeye Magazine, who I know you've regularly um, commissioned, who you're regularly commissioned by, sorry. So could you talk to me about that and what, what it is, first of all, and then what you've sort of worked with them towards? Um, Popeye is... Uh, it's the same, like one of the old, like a staple publication. Again, like a published since 1976, I think. So it's one of the longest, sub, like a running, like a publication. Usually, um, contents more targeted for like men's, like youth, like a, probably 18 to like 30. And then um, they cover pretty much wide range of the subject, depending on the like an issue, um, they usually have like a dedicated issue anyway. It could be like you know music issue, or it could be fashion issue. They do like uh, food, they do records, and then uh, they do like you know, interiors and stuff. So like, uh, I think it's that like a relationship is probably is going for like more than ten years. And then, then they usually we know the current that they do. So like they said like uh, we're doing like for instance like an interior issue. Is that any good subject that you should cover? And then uh, there seems to have like an international kind of network of people like based in the big cities, so, like one in London, usually in Berlin, Copenhagen, New York, LA, Paris. And then, then everybody's kind of like a submit the ideas and then, then what they should be covering for the issue. And then, then decide so like uh, who to be featured. So it's um, pretty much depends whatever they need anything from like uh, London we tend to um, get to work with them. And then um, I know how popular the uh, title is, I even in everything is written in Japanese, but uh, um, because of the way they do a layout and then I guess the way they kind of like, um, yeah, editorialize, it's uh, mainly like based on a, like a more like real people, a real casting, I think. So that's probably the popularity of the publication, I think. Yeah, and also the photos are incredible. In the yeah, yeah. They're beautiful, really stunning. So those are three of my favourite ones that I saw on your website. What is your favourite project that you've worked on so far and why? Um, I mean, I run the market here in mm -hmm. King's Cross. I think it's a, it's a totally something we've never done it before. And it just came out of the kind of like a, the network people we knew in here. And they were like putting in a market already. So it was in kind of like a pitch in a conjunction with the uh, Tokyo Olympics in 2021. So I think that was something that we thought like we were going to be doing for like, uh, or uh, while the Olympics is on for like uh, three weeks, I think. But uh, I guess like, you know, meeting a people, you know, face to face and then uh, seeing the people like, you know, as a customers, like in visiting their restaurants and stuff and then, putting all these people like together in one place was a, such a good buzz. So hence like we start like doing, I think we were running for like a two year consecutively for like two years, um, once a month. So that's not something that we usually do, but I really kind of like see the organic way of like growing the community. So like uh, hence as a company as well, as like in a personal as well, like as we get to meet um, all that 
like um, interesting people as well. Like I usually like uh, when I'm working uh, hostability business, but uh, yeah, that's probably rewarding part of the project we do and we enjoy very much. I think that's a pretty cool one. Yeah, definitely. And what's your connection with Lower Stable Street then? So when did you decide that this would be the perfect place to host your market? Um, we came back and forth in here, and I knew the project is happening when the Saint Saint Martin was moved over here, and then, then I guess we got to know early on for the project they were putting for, especially for like a coach of art, and then um, yeah, there's some certain like a project was up, supposed to be happening, but it's uh, for whatever external factors kind of affected our decision to like. Uh, do it initially like what we discussed before but uh our relationship is kind of like a carry on anyway since then so like uh i just like in the new areas the things like uh i remember like back in the days when it came over here then it was pretty much like a no-go area but uh obviously like everything is transformed and it's really difficult to do something like this in uh some part of london anyway you know, like, uh, so I think it's, it was like a pretty much like a clean state, obviously association with um, like a fashion, lifestyle, culture, um, the, the area itself like going to possess. So that was quite a appealing point. So yeah, it works perfectly. Yeah, 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 definitely. And it's so nice to walk down here and obviously see all the independent shops as well as the market. It just seems to fit yeah. really, really well with what you're doing. So I've noticed that you've worked with a lot of the same brands over and over. So Ace Hotel, for example, Popeye magazine that we spoke about just now. Why do you think your company gets such such repeat business? And what do you think is like your unique selling point as a company? Um, oh, it's quite a difficult one. But uh, I guess at the end of the day, we are consumers as well. So like uh, we understand the first hand, like uh, whatever we decide to work with a brand, we come from the very much from the perspective in a way. So like, um, um, obviously like, uh, we are lucky enough to like, you know, work with the people like we love and then all the product like they produce that we love anyway. So like, uh, that's first criteria. And then I guess we just carry on doing that. I think it's like, uh, um, I, I don't know what is really like, you know, working for them, but, uh, we tend to get quite a lot of like obviously the project because um, um, our companies obviously we have uh, three Japanese personnel so obviously living and working here and then uh, two English people here like you know, working for us as well but uh, we appreciate uh, what sometimes like you know being away from home for quite a long time and uh, you can be very objective about your own culture and then then uh, you kind of like uh, you get to analyze, you know, what's really the virtue of the cultures and then bad thing about the culture as well. Like uh, so, I guess uh, our project we do is very much leads to that. So like uh, we trying to basically analyze and then see what the strength is all about and then and trying to amplify it. So I guess in a way, word of mouth. I think so. Like uh, when you do one good project and then another one follows yeah definitely that's often the best way and we've spoken about the kind of finished projects and your favorite one and my favorite ones but what goes on behind the scenes at Beams & Co so what does a sort of typical day 
look like or what goes on in the working week behind um, the scenes? We're not really very much um, organized, to be honest. Um, we usually have maybe like a three or four projects, um, short term, long term. It's like a running, kind of like a, um, running on a day to day basis. So, like, uh, but everything that I do, like uh, we do, is very much like uh, interlinked, I believe, anyway. So, like, uh, it might be for like a different client, but a different audience. But uh, what we're trying to present is um, it's kind of core body of. Um, we call it like a connecting adults. Like there are so many like um, talented people like out there, but uh, they might not have the opportunity to do it. So like we are trying to facilitate that in a way, trying to like uh, shed a light on these people. And then uh, often the case like editorial through like you know like a magazine like a, like a Popeye, we cast like a people like a chef like a working in a restaurant. But you know you know I like, go, uh, I'm always like uh, constantly looking for people, or watching the people. To be honest, and then, then uh, sometimes like um, when you're eating stuff and you just see the people, and then they they do have that such charisma in a way. But if you like put those people in a different context, and they like uh, really thrive as well. So like, uh, I guess what we do is very much like you know, kind of like a people project anyway. So that. Like, um, Whatever project we do is like just connecting the people. Like people have different like a point of like interest, but uh, I guess um, you know in the end, like you know, you you always like want to work with uh, really good people anyway. Definitely, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. It seems like that's such a running theme is like the connection with people and also the collaboration that you all work together. So, what would you say is one of the most rewarding parts of your job? I think is you do on one project and then leads to another. And then, then I guess if it happens, and then, then you just get assurance from like a notion that uh, somebody's watching what you do, and then, then people understand what you're trying to do. So that's most probably rewarding things. I mean, like you don't really have to be. Oh, we are quite a small team anyway, so we can be really active, like looking for like work or looking for the project. But uh, for now, um, since we started, like uh, one after another, one project leads to another, with the uh, same client with a different clients. I think that's probably the most rewarding. Yeah, things, definitely, definitely for sure. And then, what would you say is a challenging part of your job? Um, yeah, I think juggling everything. I think um, personal life, work life. Pretty much everything, just like everybody else, and then uh, because we got quite a lot of projects, like always, constantly happening, and then and some of the works like requires traveling as well. So like uh, it's just like you know, man- like managing um, like a day-to-day operations sometimes quite difficult. Um, but I, you know, I guess our team knows like you know, what they have to do, and then they know what their responsibility are. So like, uh, which is very much like um, you know. Um, everything leaves to them to do how they construct the day. But I think those are still like a challenging aspect of the work, I think. Definitely, yeah. I think that's always challenging when you work with different people. And have you learned to have time off a little bit more now? Because I guess when you start something, it's very easy to put everything into it. Are you still getting a good balance of like work-life stuff? Yeah, I guess uh, I I believe like uh, what we do is very much extension of like what we like anyway. So it's not like uh, we don't really have any switch. Like I said, like oh, this is work or this is, uh, you know, like uh, 
off day. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess what we do is very much in a lifestyle anyway. So if you go to restaurants and still like enjoying the food, but I enjoy watching the people as well. Yeah. But, you know, it's just the same things. So, like uh, as long as like um, we're quite lucky enough to say that like uh, what we do is what we like anyway. So therefore, yes, to some extent, you really have to like, you know, like balance out. But uh, I think it's everything is kind of merging together. So like, it's not much chores, to be honest. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's a nice thing, isn't it? You're like taking inspiration from your own yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's so cool. And then reflecting back, what would you say is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned along the way? Um, trusting people. I think it's probably is quite good, like uh, mainly like uh, clients as well as like um, like uh, colleagues as well, especially like uh, when the COVID time happens and it was quite difficult uh, to manage, and then, then because like you know we work with uh, like maybe like fifty percent European customers and another fifty percent of like uh, Japanese customers as well. So like uh, as a client, like especially the COVID time, the COVID lockdown happens in a different timeline. So when, like, obviously Asia started first, and then all the workers went, and then we did it in Europe. Then, and then Asia is kind of, like, uh, reopened. Then, and then Europe is, uh, went into uh, lockdown as well. So, like, uh, we obviously did, like, two years, like, remote working and stuff, and then still, like, uh, we carry on doing that same. Um, a few days a week we get together, then two days a week, like, we work, like, remotely. Just uh, not having uh, such a small teams to be in the present all the time, it kind of like initially was quite difficult to like see what's really happening because there's so many projects happening as well and then try to be on top of it. But it's not on that sort of like a first hand sort of like a basis in terms of communications. But I think it's like a, that was quite a good lesson for us to learn. So now we have a really good way of working. So like, uh, just trying to balance out, like, you know, same again, like uh, personal life and then also like uh, work life as well. So I think that's uh, probably the good lesson we learned from that time, I think. That time, yeah. It seems like you've got a good balance now that yeah. it's all working well. And then what are your future plans for Beams & Co? Do you have like anything on the horizon or is it just keep doing what you're doing, obviously very successfully? Um. I guess, uh, yeah, we're just going to carry on what we do, but I think it's in a different, like, a sector of the industry. We don't usually work. Like, we predominantly work with uh, a lot of, like, a fashion brand and then a lifestyle brand. But uh, I guess, um, yeah, our interest is in the food as well as, like, other things as well. So, like, uh, yeah, we are looking to, like, do more in those areas, um, I guess, the people interests are like a very much diverse anyway. You don't really have to be in uh, some certain section of the lifestyle you're into, but I, uh, you know, you'll be able to like you know come through some of the things like you know you find the music through the food as well as so, uh, like you know you find uh, like you know like um, um, good food through fashion as well. I think those kind of like boundaries doesn't really exist anymore, and then and so I think so what we want to do is uh, trying to take those into the considerations and then try to do like a little bit more cohesive, more like a, a overall sort of like a project to promote um, our main kind of like objective anyway of the project we do. So like uh, mainly like our project that we do is like um, 
I guess like I've been living abroad for quite a long time, but I was born and bred in Japan. So like I'm trying to instill that uh, the beauty of Japanese cultures in what we do, basically. Um, not only Japanese cultures, but I guess in a way that uh, because you know essentially like you you live here. You know you, what you wanted to have is you want to have lots of Japanese restaurants you can go to. And then, so you don't me- feel lonely about missing the home, like uh, food, comfort, anywhere. So I guess our main objective is always that. So like uh, trying to like, um, yeah, amplify the, what the, everybody does at the, on the core value. And then to be like uh, sort of like uh, putting uh, sort of like um, um, easy way for like people to understand as well. So I guess um, that's... Yeah, we've got to carry on doing that, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And then what is the one book, or it could be a film or an exhibition, some sort of creative format that you would recommend to someone? And because you do so much at Beams & Co, it could be fashion or food or just general creativity. What is there sort of one medium or format that really inspired you? I just went to uh, see an exhibition last week. I think it's uh, put up by one of our friends, a guy called Harris Elliott. And then doing uh, um, exhibitions about how the black coat, like uh, the personnel, um, is like uh, contributed to British fashion or British music or subcultures or cultures. It's currently happening in the Somerset House, and it's called Missing Thread. I think it's like um, I when I got into the fashion that time. There was uh, some of the designers I pay really huge respect to. And then, then one of the designers um, um, has a quite big sections in the exhibition as well. So like, uh, but just like, it's really good to understand because obviously I haven't lived here like uh, in the 70s and 80s and 90s in here. So therefore, like uh, just seeing those different like you know photography or videos like or actually the artifacts and then collections that really kind of like uh, make me understand the more why we are what we are now in a way it's a lot of movements happens but it was happening in uh, for that three decades or four decades so just to kind of like uh, yeah those kind of like exhibition was quite amazing so like um, I think that that one is quite something's um people probably might enjoy and then uh yeah that that's that kind of like you know uh, exhibition is something that uh, you should travel all over the world another exhibition that i'm quite excited about is uh, coming up in the photographer's gallery it's uh one of my favorite like photographer it's probably one of the most well-known f- japanese photographer so like uh, he's putting uh, retrospective like uh, uh, photo exhibitions in a photographer's gallery for like uh, three months from starting from October. It's uh, Daido Moriyama, and then uh, yeah, I I, I I I saw the exhibitions in uh, Germany because he um, he was starting in Brazil and in Germany and in France, and now he's coming to London. And then uh, he's probably around eighty five right now. So I don't think it's going to be another opportunity for you people to see his amazing work, how he started as a photographer in the 60s, and then how he does at the present right now as well. So like, uh, so those are two uh, really great exhibitions to check. Yeah, they sound like two great ones. <laughs> yeah.
And then what is, or where is the one place in King's Cross that you think everyone should check out and why? Obviously your market, but is there anywhere else that is uh, your favourite spot here? In terms of store, like, uh, I, obviously I'm a store person. I, I go to stores, quite a lot of stores, and I like enjoying, like, you know, seeing, like, all the visual merchandising and also products as well. I love the Aloe East here. It's really great, and uh, what they're trying to do is quite amazing. And then also Outsiders, uh, which is a uh, um, um, little bit, like, a more, like, a outdoor kind of lifestyles, kind of like a clothing store. But uh, their selection is really good. And then, uh, yeah, I guess you don't really get that probably anywhere um, outside of here, to be honest. You can really find them similar kind of like uh, uh, propositions in uh, other parts of London, definitely, for the select they do, things they choose, the things like they put out. And um, I, I, f for my friends, like... Uh, I think that's their kind of like a favorite stores yeah. in the King's Cross too, yeah. I think. Another very good selection <laughs> there too, very good ones as well. And then just to finish off, where can people find Beams & Co online? Website and Instagram, that's it, I think. Um, we're not really proactive in that way, but, uh, you know, whenever we do a project and then when it finishes, then we just upload it pretty much on Instagram. Um, yeah, website is there as well, but we haven't really updated for like uh, God knows how long. But uh, I guess yeah, uh, yeah, maybe like Instagram is probably the sort of like. Uh, and what's your Instagram handle? Is it just at Beams and Co? Uh, um, beams underscore and underscore dot co. Yeah. Amazing! Make sure to check it out. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank on the you. Podcast.